The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend. Leave us a review. And by the way, if you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com. To get started, it's what we do at the Boston Podcast Network. I was just in our Westwood studios today. They're open. You can come in. Better if you get your shots first, but you can come in. It's open. Isn't that cool? This is the podcast where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city. And we have four, no, five, no, four, well, five, including me, voices today to tell you about the Lawyers Have Heart road race. And we are going to hear about the inspirational stories behind the road race. I've been involved in this road race since the silly thing started in Boston so many years ago. I I don't remember how many, but Allison's going to tell us. And later in the show, we're going to play a round of Wicked Smart where I'm going to test these running enthusiasts on whether they know they're running movies. I mean, movies about running or something. I don't know. But please welcome to the virtual studio, Lawyers Have Heart Development development Director, longtime stalwart of the Lawyers Have Heart Road Race, Allison Dowen. We have Dave McGill. McGilvray, which I pronounced correctly a year ago, and now I'm stumbling over it. He's, of course, the Boston Marathon Race Director. We also have the co-chairs of this event, Robert Sparks and Andrew Whitbeck. Welcome all of you guys to the virtual studio. And I normally I would expect them all to say, hey, what's up? But there are four of them, and they're going to talk over each other, which is bad podcasting. So we'll start with you, Allison. How are you doing? How's your pandemic been? How is everything? I'm hanging in there, Dave. I know when we saw each other, I guess a year ago, yeah. we thought this thing was ending in a couple of weeks. So just trying to hang in there. I'm in the office. I know Ooh, the nice. listeners can't see that, but very excited to finally be back in the office a couple of days a week. That is great. How long have you been at the American Heart Association? And, and I guess that's the same amount working on this road race, right? Yeah, I came into the American Heart Association in 2015, a few years after I graduated from college. I've been working on the road race ever since. So this is my seventh road race this June. Mm-hmm. The seventh. Mm-hmm. It's a great tradition. It's a great race. But the last two years have posed challenges, right? So Dave, let me ask you, let me ask you how do you keep the enthusiasm and the momentum going with which will be this will be the second virtual race, right? Yeah, it will be, uh, Dave. It's it's not easy, but I've always felt that the comeback is stronger than the setback. Mm-hmm. And uh, such will be the case for all of us. For me personally, I had uh, 35 events lock and loaded in 2020, ready to go at the beginning of the year. And every single one of them went over the cliff. Some went virtual, some just disappeared for a year thinking that in 2021 we'll be back. Well, here we are in 2021 and we're not back. Although good news, the governor did announce a few days ago that as of May 10th, road races can reopen. 
So I'm uh, excited about that. I'm not exactly sure what that means in terms of how to interpret what reopen exactly connotates, but it's a step in the right direction. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a freight train. So I'm feeling positive at this point in time. And I know we're here to talk about lawyers have heart, but I just need to ask you, because I haven't been updated. What is the fate of the Boston Marathon at this point? So we we decided to postpone till October, actually October 11th, and it's a holiday Monday. And so we set the date, we set the fail size limit at 20,000, but we still didn't really have permission until just a few days ago. So we opened registration last week and pretty much filled up. And, and now we're truly planning for the 125th running of the Boston Marathon on October 11th. Right. And then I, I take it the year after in 2022, would the plan be to go back to Patriots Day? Yeah. So we'll only have six. So it's six months until this year's race. And then it's six months until next year's race. So we have two races within 12 months. So somewhat of a daunting effort there because 2020 is 2021 is going to look very, very different than any race before it or 2022. So normal in 2022. Yeah. All this makes your life so easy, right? Before we get to our co-chairs, Allison, tell people the particulars, the date of the race and how it all works virtually. Yeah, sure. No problem. It's really quite simple running virtually. It will happen on Friday, June 11th is our technical race day, Mm -hmm. which will all be kind of hubbed on our Facebook event page for the Lawyers Have Heart Road Race. But we will keep our website live and open until Sunday, June 13th at 1159. And so basically how it works is we are asking participants to register and run, walk, I like to say WOG, which is a combo of the two. That's more (laughs) my pace. The 3.1 miles, wherever they are, right? In their neighborhood, if they're on vacation, et cetera. Post your sweaty selfie on our Facebook page. You can then go back onto the website, Dave, and self-enter your race time. So I've been joking and kind of harassing David Torney, who typically wins the entire race, that he may have some tough competition this year if people decide they're self-entering, you know, a competitive time. So that's how we're getting people involved. We will have like a SoundCloud music race day mix that our DJ is putting together for us. Obviously, we will be putting this podcast episode out for everybody to listen to and just hope that people will walk, run from wherever they are go back to the website, enter their time, post that sweaty selfie and continue to help us raising money for a really important cause. Uh, Wog sounds like a creature from the Star Wars movie, but in this case, I'll accept it. And it's lhhboston.org is where you go, lhhboston.org. Find uh, the American Heart Association at American Heart MA. What is that on Instagram or Twitter or everywhere or Everywhere. Everywhere. We, we okay. got the same handle for it all. Okay. Very cool. All right. Let's, our, our co-chairs have been patiently waiting. Robert Sparks, let's go to you first. Now, you're an attorney, and I'm already forgetting. No, yeah, I forgot. I forgot what firm you're with. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. They yeah. all uh, sound the same or yes. look the same at some point. Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, t- I'm at K&O Gates. K&O Gates. Okay. One of my favorite firms in the world, I swear. But, t- but tell us, what drew you to this event? Why is it important to you? 
So, I, I, I mean, I have an interesting sort of or, or backstory here. I first got involved in 2010 because I was like a runner around the firm. I ran in college, I ran in high school, and I did some Boston marathons after uh, law school. And Josh, I, oh man, I'm blanking on his name, McGrath, James, James McGrath. McGrath. Wow. Yeah. James McGrath reached out to a colleague of mine um, about the race, and his colleague flipped an email to me knowing that I was a runner, and I signed up. And I captained my firm, the K&O Gates team, for the next few years. And then in 2014, I had an uncle who was an attorney, who was an attorney at K&O Gates for a few years, and then at Nutter, who died suddenly of a um, heart attack in his sleep at 53 years old. Mm. And for anyone in my family, he was probably in the best shape of, of most of us. So it, it was a huge shock, but it was it was really hard on, on my family, the two kids then in high school. And about a month later, I got a call from the then captain of the or chairman of the captain's committee who invited, asked me if I would join that captain's committee. And it was kind of a no brainer. And, and every year after that, I've gotten more involved. And I think and that was the first year that my first year on the committee was Allison's first year when she came in. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I've been the chair of the captain's committee ever since. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've loved every minute of it. And I feel like I, I love the race as a race, but also just with my uncle passing and, and certainly the more I've learned about the Mercury Heart Association, the, the cause is so near and dear to, to my heart that I just, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be involved as long as they'll have me. I know every year Allison asks, like, do you want to do it again? Almost as if she's imposing. And I'm sort of like, I've been waiting for months for her to have asked me because I feel like at some point they're going to get sick of me. But <laughs> it's say, just such a, it's such a great community. I say that every year too, Robert, because I've been involved since the thing began when I used to be at Lawyers Weekly. And then when I lost, when I left Lawyers Weekly, I thought, well, they're not going to want me anymore. But no, I kept getting invited back to give out the awards and do some stuff on the microphone. And even last year, I, I created a, a fun video and we'll do it again. When Allison says jump, I say how high. Um, Andrew, let's go to you, Andrew Whitbeck at, let's see, Robert Half Legal. Did I get that correct? Close? Get it right on the head, Dan. Oh, nice. Okay, so tell us, tell us your connection to this event, how you got involved. Yeah, so I started back at Robert Half back in 2016, and so I missed that year's event. But the following year, my colleague, who was actually going on maternity leave, asked if I wanted to put my hat in the ring as one of the captains. So after that, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the fact that, I didn't mind making a fool of myself and communicating with everyone, just doing the networking piece, which is what I really saw the value in. But Allison and Rob asked me to join the captain's committee. I've been a member of that for the last three years, and they asked me to join as a co-captain this year, which um, I was blown away by, obviously, and wanted to jump on immediately. But connection for myself, just personal past family history with heart disease, obviously, I think one of the cool things and things that I've really learned over the years interacting with not just our committee, but people that partake in the race and people that have given donations to myself and our team overall is that this is near and dear to many, many people. This is obviously still the number one killer in the U.S. year after year, even in the middle of this pandemic. So just bringing the um, awareness to it, I think, has been both a value to myself and just keeping that top of mind for everyone and just taking care of myself. So knowing that I can get myself in shape for the weeks leading up to the event is always a good thing to take care of as well. But yeah, obviously I just enjoy working with Allison and Rob on a personal level as well as the rest of the team. Very cool. 
And that 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 half goatee you have going is that a pandemic thing or is that is that uh, yeah and that's standing in uh, the same spot for the last thirteen months and running in my room <laughs> spent more time here than I have my entire life so yeah we're still very much in this as Allison said. <laughs> Well, once again, it's lhhboston.org is where you go to find out for more information about the, the virtual race Friday, June 11th. I promise we're going to do a round of Wicked Smart and place a little bit of running trivia. Before we do that, I'm going to go around the horn. Uh, all of you have, have some en- enthusiasm for actually running yourselves, right? That, except for me. I, I don't really. I hate it. And I have a bad knee. But, but you know, so I'm going to ask you all to describe in a word or two your running style. Your running style, not necessarily, you know, what you appear to be doing when you're running, unless that moves you, but just sort of your your attitude about running. Let's change the question altogether. It was a bad question. What do you like or dislike about running? Let's do that. Allison, you're first. Go ahead. Okay. Well, disclaimer. I like to think of myself more as like an athlete in the sense of I played basketball. And so running was something always just a part of that I had to do. So I'm not a lover of running, (laughs) but since I'm getting older and basketball seems a little tougher to be playing full contact, Mm -hmm. running will have to do the (laughs) euphoric feeling. That's good. I should have just answered that. I should have just answered with that. (laughs) Runner's high. Yeah. I like you was a, was a, was a basketball player and you do have to run uh, up and down the court, but you get to stop a lot. I like that part. Dave, your, your thoughts. Why? Yeah, well, I've I've run about 160,000 miles. I've run 160 marathons, run across the country twice, up the East Coast once, done seven marathons, seven days, seven continents. I think you can see where this is heading. <laughs> when it all started, I used to be 6'5". Now I'm 5'4". <laughs> it's kind of wore away the legs there. But truly, I, you know, I've always felt that for me, both as an individual as well as from a business perspective, when... Um, People used to ask me what I did for a living. I would mumble, I'm a race director, because it was almost embarrassing. And they said, well, a race director, what do you do? And they'd chalk mark in the road and yell, go. And Mm -hmm. now when I answer that question, I say, I help raise the level of self-confidence and self-esteem of tens of thousands of people in America. And sort of that's what this industry does for people. It gives them self-confidence and makes them feel good about themselves. And that's the very foundation by which we accomplish everything else in our lives. So that's what I why I do what I do. You know, that amount of miles that you have run, if, if you have that much on your odometer, it's generally the time where you get rid of the car. So I don't know if you need to trade in for a, a new model, Dave 2.0. <laughs> right. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Knock on wood. Still going strong. Robert, what do you like or dislike about running? Well, I've been, I've been running since I was I guess 14 years old and you guys mentioned basketball. I got cut from the freshman basketball team, which was like, I was going to be a basketball player, Mm. I guess in my head. And I went out (laughs) for track because I had some friends that ran track and I don't know what it was. I wasn't, I was terrible when I started, but I've been running competitively, or at least I did in high school and college. And I just, something about it is it's a part of me now. I need to do it. Mm -hmm. It is these days. It's the only time I'm away from my work email and my phone, whether it's, just kind of getting in my own head or, or getting out of my own head, exploring the city of Boston or what have you. I just, I, I almost need to go for a run every day and I feel better 
personally, physically, emotionally, you name it. And I think it's just so ingrained in me. I don't know about the euphoria. And maybe it's now that I'm in my 40s, that just doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Because when you said describe your running style, my only thought was like, it hurts a lot all the time. <laughs> That's mine too. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I just, uh, something about it, I, I, I say I love it. And I sometimes get obsessed with it. But it is the best way to just burn off the stress of the day. And Andrew, what do you like or dislike about running? Definitely a love-hate fellow basketballer <laughs> here as well. So did always enjoy getting a quick breather down and back whenever it was. But I, yeah, similar to Rob, I think I started running in middle school. My neighbor was a coach. So um, started to enjoy it there. And I continued in high school as well. The health benefits, obviously, it's key. But like Rob said, it's I the easiest way to unplug. I normally start my day that way as much. And hopefully, I pray most mornings it's raining so I don't have to do it. But if it's not, then... <laughs> Uh, no excuses there. But yeah, it's just to kind of reset or again, get the day moving. I don't drink coffee at all. So that easily just kind of kickstart the day. So it really is kind of a appreciation of just being able to get out there and do it. So now yeah, might now might be a good time to take up coffee. It's never too late, you know. No, I'm, I got a few more years. I saw good. my parents, they can't start without it. So mm-hmm. I'm good for right now. Good on you. I just thought of one more question I need to ask all of you. And, and that is what song or or band you prefer to run to that will most get you pumped up i remember I, I spent one summer in new york city i was training for a job at alliance bernstein and they put us up in new york i used to run through central park i thought i was the biggest badass and i would listen to uh, cinderella man by eminem and i was not the biggest badass but for that moment i was allison your answer to that question Okay, you guys are going to laugh, but I'm on a huge 90s Janet Jackson kick. Oh, and yeah. it is like really getting me through those couple of miles. So that's my Ex- answer. Excellent. Rhythm Nation's a great one to run to. And she's got a song called Black Cat, which if you're not familiar with, you should be. It's, it's like Janet, Janet doing heavy metal. So Dave, your song or band or whatever. Well, interestingly, I don't listen to either. I run and I have run for the last 40 years with a voice recorder mm-hmm. because my best thoughts, my most creative thoughts, I've written books, directed the Boston Marathon, rehearsed my lawyers have hot road race speech and whatnot while I'm out on the road. And I don't want to lose those creative thoughts. So I am lost in deep thought when I go out on the road and I don't want to lose those ideas or thoughts. So I carry a voice recorder so I can go run 10 miles come home, record 20 different points and not tell, not be able to tell you where I just ran. (laughs) So that now see, since I produce podcast, Dave, I said, this should be a podcast and I don't know if we'll have to edit out your, the, the breathing and the gasps, you know, that you take in between ideas, but maybe not. You seem to be unstoppable. Uh, Robert question to you, song, music. So, so like Dave, I don't run with any music. Oh, you people are no fun. Go ahead. I know people, people think I'm crazy, <laughs> but it's the same thing. I either have the best ideas or my head goes completely blank. But if I want to get pumped up or frankly, for any kind of mood, it's always going to be Pearl Jam. And Allison's laughing because she probably knew that uh-huh. uh, anything Pearl Jam from, you know, 1991 to last year's album gets me going. I, I just don't get Pearl Jam. I don't get, I, I get that people love them and I was I got to stand behind Eddie Vedder at the Dumbo ride at Disney one year. That was cool. Wow. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Enjoy the Pearl Jam. For me, they they brood too much. Stop brooding, Eddie. Yeah, it would <laughs> it would kill you to smile a little bit. But good on you. And how about you, Andrew? 
This morning was the Chili Peppers, but I consider myself having a pretty eclectic music background, so it could be anything and some, depending on the day. I wouldn't be doing myself or my favorite fish backing a service if I didn't say I ran to them a bunch, because I know I can just be mindless and not even listen to what they're playing and just keep running. <laughs> um, knowing it'll take you know, most of the 25-minute run, but yeah, I... To your point earlier as well, Dave, I can definitely dive into some I, '90s rap. Well, I, pretty I, much all. Yeah, I, I love the Chili Peppers version of "Love Roller Coaster." It's one of my favorite cover songs of all time, and that is a good band to run to. I think you'd want to listen to Fish after you're done running, but that's me. Yeah, I'm I don't laying know. down. Trying to figure <laughs> out what the heck I just did. <laughs> right. You couldn't tell, Dave. I I recruited the only other Vermonter I could find <laughs> in Boston to volunteer for Lawyers Have Heart, and that is my friend Andrew. Pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Cool. And, and Andrew and I are both graduates of Stonehill College too, so there's definitely some nepotism going on. Oh, <laughs> nice! I live right in right. I drive by Stonehill College all the time. It's quite lovely. We promised we were going to play a round of Wicked Smart just for fun, some trivia about running movies. Before we do that, let me take just one minute to tell you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod six one seven dot com is where you go if you want your own podcast. Don't you want to be the next big podcast star? Podcasting is a great way to connect with your clients, your network, to, to reach out, to to build relationships by inviting people to be a guest on your show. And we'll produce the whole thing for you. We'll either set you up with a quality USB mic, or you, if you're brave and perhaps vaccinated, you can come to our Westwood, Massachusetts studios to record the thing. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. All right, let's play Wicked Smart. I'm smart. My boy's Wicked Smart. I really have to play game show host today with the four contestants. That's more than are on most most game shows. So, uh, Ghost of Alex Trebek, eat your heart out. Here we go. I have assembled a list of 12 movies that have to do with running. And we will start with you, Allison. Some of these are like audio daily doubles, or they have, they have an audio clip that goes along with them. And such is the case in this first one. All I need you to do is name what movie this Theme song comes from nothing. Dave knows it. Am I able to phone a friend? <laughs> I should know this. This was actually a hit song. Here. From 1982, probably before your time. I can see by the look on your face you don't know it. Dave, you know yeah, it, right? Oh, you want to guess, Allison? Go ahead, Dave. Is it Chariots of Fire? That's correct. Dave stole the point from you. Sorry, Allison. Those are the breaks. Mm. It was movies after nineteen ninety one for me, please. Uh, all right, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what are we can you do. Saying I'm old. <laughs> all right, I'll, said I'm old. I'll pose this one to you, Dave, since it's your turn. Here's yeah. the description of the movie from nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. Larry Rain Murphy is stuck in Folsom Prison for life on a first degree murder charge. An inmate who prefers to Jericho be a Jericho Mile. Jericho Mile is correct. Wow. I should know better than to think I could sneak one by Dave McGilvery. All right. By the way, keep track of your own points. Everybody's a winner. I don't know. Robert, this movie's from 1982, the intertwined lives and loves of three highly ranked athletes striving for the national team. Uh, the character named Chris bounces between the beds of male coach Terry and her female friend, competitor and role model, Tori. From 1982, do you, do you know what that movie is? I have no idea. That's, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know. I was two years old, so I think that's See, my See, yeah, I, 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 my I, didn't, I didn't know I was going to have so many young people on the podcast. Yeah. It started... You're running on empty? No, but thanks for guessing. 
starred Mario Hemingway. Anybody? Dave? Uh, Mario Hemingway. I would yep. it be, uh, oh, geez. Run Lola Run? No. No. <laughs> Although that might be coming up later in <laughs> the question. Uh, the okay. answer is. The answer is breaking two. No, I don't know. What it is. No, what is it? that's another one that came. Personal best. Personal best is what we were Personal looking best. for. Right. Okay. Let's see. Andrew, if you're listening closely, you might know the answer to this one. After a botched money delivery, Lola has 20 minutes yeah. to come up with a hundred thousand Deutsche run, Marks. Lola run. That's right. That's right. right. How did you know that? How did you know that? I was sleeping on this one earlier, but Dave, thank you for the alley-oop on that. No problem. Just to get you warmed up. Play up, play up. Allison, here's a movie from 2014. I'm I'm pretty sure you were an adult in 2014. I think so. After a near-fatal plane crash in World War II, Olympian Louis Zamperini spends a harrowing 47 days in a raft with two fellow crewmen before he's caught by the Japanese Navy and sent to a prisoner of war camp. And he was a yeah, Olympian, Olympic marathoner. Do you know the name of that movie? It was good. She doesn't know. Who else? Anybody know? It's unbreakable. Very close, yeah. but no. Unbroken. Unbroken is correct. That's what we were looking for. All right. I read the book. I did not see right. the movie. That's my excuse. Movie was very good. You, you guys would all enjoy it. All right. Let's see. Dave. Kevin, Cost- yeah. Kevin Costner plays Jim White, moving his family after losing his last job as a football coach. Running brave. No. No? And at his new Kevin? No. At his new school, he turned seven disappointing students into one of the best cross-country teams in the region. Anyone? McFarland? Yes! Hey, how about check out the brain on Allison on that one. Very good. Very good. Nice. All right. Robert, Jesse Owens' quest to become the greatest track and field athlete in history thrusts him onto the world stage of the 1936 Olympics where he faces off against Adolf Hitler's vision of Aryan supremacy from 2016. I feel like this movie flew under the radar. Nobody really saw it. I'll give you a hint. It's one word. <laughs> yeah, that, do- that doesn't help. Well, if there was, oh if there I, was sh- I should know it, but I don't. If you had to apply one word to this podcast, this, this subject matter, what would it be? One word. Run. Run. Eh, close. Running. All right. All no. right. Run. It's like Victory. The, no, it's like the Go only ahead. one you haven't said yet. <laughs> Olympics. Running, jogging, shuffling. Heart. Walking. No. It's not a verb. It's a thing. It's an event. The event where you run. Olympic marathon. No. (laughs) Forget it. Race. Race. Race Race is what we're, that's the name of the movie, Race. Okay. Oh, God. Let's see. Andrew, from 2019, a young woman decides to make positive changes in her life by training for the New York City Marathon. Easy. Give me one sec, Dave. Oh, he's Googling. Stop it. it Disqualified. I've actually seen this one. Yeah. Okay, what is it? Brittany runs a marathon. That's Robert gets that one. Brittany runs a marathon is absolutely correct. Funny. Allison, this is an old one, but you still might be able to guess it. A history student becomes caught in the middle of a dangerous international plot involving Nazis, stolen jewels, and government agents from 1976. Also, might be a sometimes used nickname for Dave McGilvray. Quite possibly. You know it, Dave? Not, well, my nickname has always been Forrest Gump, but that's not what you're referring to. <laughs> no, um, it's, it's not your actual nickname. I'm saying it could be, given your, oh. given your day job. Starring Dustin. Oh, Marathon. Spirit of the Marathon. No. Dustin Hoffman. You got one word. Marathon. He was Marathon. the. <laughs> Marathon Man. Oh, I know. Marathon Man. Marathon Man. No. Come on. That one had to be on the list, yeah. right? 
All right. Yeah. Just a couple left, thank God. Let's see. For these, uh, right. these last, no, you're doing great. These last three are audio. As soon as you know, just go ahead and shout it out as soon as you know what movie this clip is from. Hey, Killian! Here is Sub Zero! Now, Plenty Man. Zero! That's right. Who was that, Robert? Well done. Running Man. It's not really about running, but. You know, you got running in the title. All right. And uh, you better be quick on this one because I think it's going to be easy. That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. It had to be on the list. So I ran to the list. That was Forrest oh, really? Gump running through Greenbow County. So you, I'll give just you. Just felt like running. Just, uh, you're right. I just felt like running. Okay. And here's <laughs> the last one. One of my favorites, but. Kind of obscure. How's the leg? It's okay. Yeah, for now. But if you don't win, we cut it off. Okay. Here's the thing. On open ground, this guy could probably take you. But you're running through the woods. You got a chance. You're smaller and you can run through the bushes a little faster. You can duck underneath them. You know, you're like little rabbits, okay? You're you're wooded a rabbit, okay? When you're running, think, I'm wooded a rabbit. I'm wooded a rabbit, okay? Stay with him. Stay right behind him until you get to the woods. When you get to the woods, pass him. Just fly by him. Don't even look in the rearview mirror. Just move, move, move. You gotta be way ahead of him when you get to the edge of the woods. Because when you get out, there's a half a mile of open ground. No, nobody knows the famous Woody the Wabbit scene from what Bill Murray movie from 1979? It took place on a summer camp. Oh my God, you people are terrible. <laughs> meatballs. You haven't seen Meatballs? Oh God. In the final scene, the little camper Rudy Gurner, he outruns the guy from Camp Mohawk. Put that on your pandemic list. All right. Anyway, you, you guys are awesome sports. Allison, have I, I will repeat, first of all, that the event, of course, is the Lawyers Have Heart Road Race. And I'll say one more time, lhhboston.org is where to go to find out about it. It's Friday, June 11th. Anything else people should know? Allison? I don't think so. We really appreciate everybody who continues to support us virtually. This is our second virtual road race. A quick plug for next year, 2022 is our 15th anniversary of the lawyers have heart 5k road race in boston i would like to formally announce it will be in person and it will be a huge celebration so thank you really to you know the thousand participants last year and hopefully the thousand this year that continue to support us from afar we really appreciate it awesome 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 stuff thank you allison thank you dave thank you robert thank you andrew Check out the race. Do it this year and next year. It is so much fun. Not only is it a great fundraiser, but it's just collegial. Everyone's smiling. It's a happy event. Even though if it were me, I'd be vomiting after the race. But nevertheless, the joy surpasses all of that. Lawyers Have Heart Road Race. If you want your own podcast, I remind you to go to pod617.com. And thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And on behalf of the crew from the Lawyers Have Heart Road Race, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Run, Forrest, run! Run, Forrest, run!